You're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present True Heroes, a series of stories of the lives of the saints presented by Father Thomas Tam. What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffers the loss of his own soul? Hello, my friends, and welcome to True Heroes. Today, we will be considering the life of St. Mark the Evangelist, who, of course, lived at the same time as our Lord and worked with the Twelve Apostles to spread the Catholic faith throughout the world after our Lord's death. Let us dive into it then and begin his story. The name Mark comes from the Old Latin Marcos, which means consecrated to the god Mars, and may also mean god of war or to be warlike. It was one of the three most common Roman given names. Much of what we know about St. Mark, the author of the second gospel, comes largely from the New Testament and early Christian traditions. Mark the Evangelist is believed to be the, quote, John Mark, referred to in the Acts of the Apostles. He was the son of Mary of Jerusalem, whose home became a meeting place for the Apostles. He is also the cousin of St. Barnabas, a Levite, and one of the Twelve Apostles of Christ. Although Mark was not one of the Twelve Apostles himself, it would seem that Mark did in fact witness the arrest of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and was likely speaking of himself when he wrote the description of the arrest. Quote, Now a young man followed him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth about his body. They seized him, but he left the cloth behind and ran off naked. Unquote. After the death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord, Mark joined St. Paul and St. Barnabas on their first missionary journey to Antioch in 44 AD. When the group reached Cyprus, Christian tradition holds that Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem, possibly because he was missing his home. This incident may have caused Paul to question whether Mark could be a reliable missionary. This created a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas and led Paul to refuse Mark's accompaniment on their second journey to the churches of Cilicia and the rest of Asia Minor. However, it can be assumed the troubles between Paul and Mark did not last long because when Paul was first imprisoned, Mark, who was at the time in Rome with plans of visiting Asia Minor, visited him as one of his trusted companions. Mark's hopes to visit Asia Minor were most likely carried out because during Paul's second captivity and just before his martyrdom, Paul wrote to Timothy at Ephesus advising him to, quote, take Mark and bring him with you to Rome for he is profitable to me for the ministry." Unquote. If Mark returned to Rome at this time, he was probably there when St. Paul was martyred. According to Christian tradition, Mark also held a close relationship with St. Peter, who referred to Mark as his son in his letter addressed to a number of churches in Asia Minor. That would be the first epistle of St. Peter, chapter 5. Peter may have used this term to show his love for Mark, or he may have used it because he was the one who baptized Mark. 
Let us now consider the gospel that St. Mark wrote. It is believed that St. Peter was the primary source for St. Mark's account, which is why it is sometimes called Peter's Gospel, and is also why St. Mark tends to give more minute details when he gives accounts of Christ's doings, seeing that St. Peter was one of the closest to Christ. A couple of examples of this is that St. Mark will describe the time when our Lord is sleeping on the boat during the storm. Uh, he says that Christ was sleeping on a pillow, whereas the other evangelists just say he was sleeping. Um, another example is the fact that St. Mark goes more into describing our Lord's emotions which is certainly something that St. Peter would have noticed more than the others. St. Mark's account is the shortest of the four Gospels, and he will focus on Jesus' rejection by humanity while being God's triumphant envoy. Probably it was written for Gentile converts in Rome rather than for the Jews, and it was written after the death of Saints Peter and Paul sometime between 60 and 70 AD. Mark's gospel is a lasting treasure for all believers. Uh, he wrote his gospel to help people know that Jesus was the Son of God who suffered and died to save us from sin and death. When we read Mark's gospel, we learn that to be a follower of Jesus, we too must be willing to make sacrifices and to take up our cross and follow him as Jesus has asked us to do, um, specifically mentioned in St. Mark's account. St. Mark lived for years in Alexandria, Egypt, and founded the church there and was its first bishop. He will also uh, die a martyr there while being dragged through the streets of the city. St. Mark's symbol is a winged lion. This is believed to be derived from his description of St. John the Baptist as a, quote, voice of one crying out in the desert or in the wilderness. That's the Gospel of St. Mark. The wings come from Ezekiel's vision of four winged creatures being the evangelists. He is often depicted as writing or holding his gospel, and he is sometimes shown as a bishop on a throne. With St. Mark having actually seen our Lord, we can take his life as an encouragement to all of us to draw closer to him as our Lord and Savior. I hope you all join me tomorrow for our adventure with Saints Cletus and Marcellinus, two popes and martyrs of the early centuries of the church. Thank you all so much for joining me today, and I will see you all tomorrow. God bless you all, my friends. St. Mark the Evangelist, pray for us.